Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Prepped and Polished radio show. I'm your host, Alexis Avila. I'm a licensed guidance counselor, private tutor, and founder of Prepped and Polished LLC Tutoring and Test Prep in beautiful South Natick, Massachusetts. The Prepped and Polished radio show is your educational insider. Our show is brought to you by Prepped and Polished LLC, where I'm the principal educator. To learn more about our firm, please visit preppedandpolished.com. And thank you to everyone who is listening to the program. We appreciate you taking interest in the information we bring to families and educators around the globe. For future shows, updates, and ongoing relevant education news, please join our Facebook community by searching for Prep and Polished and clicking like. And you can follow us on Twitter at Prep Polished. Joining our show today is Rebecca Donovan. Rebecca is a USA Today bestselling author. Her debut novel, entitled Reason to Breathe and Her Breathing Series, has resonated with readers, especially teens, around the world and continues to grow in popularity. Rebecca has a degree in psychology from the University of Missouri, Columbia. After graduating from college, Rebecca worked with teens in social services for over three years. Then she made a career change and worked with within the um, event industry for 12 years, particularly wedding planning. She's been a writer most of her life and recently published her first book, Reason to Breathe, in 2011. We're delighted to have Rebecca on our show. She's going to share with us her experiences becoming a professional teenage fiction writer and give us a few tips about how kids and adults can tap into their creative writing potential and perhaps one day become successful writers themselves. Before we start, I want to make sure our listeners have our contact info. Our email address is radio at preppedandpolished.com. If you'd like to submit a question at any time, you can use that email address. Often our listeners will have questions as they're listening or afterwards, and uh, we always appreciate hearing from our listeners. So you can email us at any time at radio at preppedandpolished.com. Rebecca, are you there on the line? Yes, I am. How are you, Alex? Great, great. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, How are you today? Fabulous. Thanks. I'm a little, I have a little bit of a sore throat, so if my voice cracks, don't bother bother listening to that. Okay. We won't hold it against you at all. (laughs) So when when I was trying to schedule this interview with you, um, you were in the West Coast. I believe you were in Los Angeles. So I know you were recently finishing your third book. Um, so what brought you to LA? What were you doing out, out there? Well, my, my, I like to call her my writing partner. Um, now that I'm published with professional publishing houses, I have my own editing team. Before that, when I was an indie writer, she acted as my um, editor in all sense of grammatic and sentence structure and content. So she's still a partner, writing partner for me. She lives out in the Ventura County area, which is right north of LA. And the book itself, the third book, Out of Breath, is takes place mainly in, in that area as well, Santa Barbara. So it was great inspiration. It was great to be able to work one-on-one with her versus, you know, over the Internet or through email. So it was just a nice writing experience um, sitting there right on the ocean and having that just look at every day. Oh, I could imagine. <laughs> that, is, that is inspiration. Um, could you tell us a little bit, Rebecca, about your book series, The Breathing Series, and um, you know, a little bit about your journey so far as a successful author? Well, the series is um, based on a girl with who has a hard home life. Uh, she has an, 
beautiful in life. She has a difficult past. And just coming to terms with all of that and just letting her life and her story unfold with repercussions of having to heal, um, having to make choices that are, are difficult for anyone that are that's in that kind of situation. Um, and so it's it's resonated with so many people because of the, the realistic way I, I've chosen to portray it. Um, I didn't hold back in the, the abuse that she goes through and the trauma that she has to endure. Um, and I've received countless emails from so many people, so many survivors of uh, child abuse who have thanked me for telling her story and giving them a voice and, and showing the world that this does exist. And so it's it's been an amazing journey because it's it's happened by word of mouth. It's happened because my readers are so passionate and so excited about this that as soon as they're done reading it, they have to tell the next person or they can't wait to share it with someone else or to have someone else emotionally go through it with them. So it's it's been surreal and I've I've enjoyed every step of the process. You know, that that makes a lot of sense because, you know, when I was researching, you know, looking at your your blog and and, and all the social media, you know, you're out there and I, I could see all those letters, you know, in response to these characters that they're reading. So I mm-hmm. true. Yeah. They truly um, connect with them <laughs> like they're real people, yeah. and it's and that's amazing. Can you just tell us a little bit, you know, I don't want you giving away spoilers or anything, but who who's Emma and Evan, these main characters I keep hearing about in your books? And uh, and what why do you think teens relate to these characters? I well, Emma is the main character. It's first person through her perspective. Um, so she starts in the first book. She's 16. She's a junior in high school. She lives with her aunt and uncle, and her aunt is not welcoming of her invading, basically, her life and her home um, and is abusive towards Emma. And Emma has to hide this from everyone with the risk of losing her two younger siblings um, to the foster care system or just you know, being removed from the home. And she doesn't want that life for them because their parents truly do love them. So she's basically sacrificing herself in um, hopes of you know, just getting through high school and getting off to college and just being done with them. Um, Evan is, it's a love interest in truth. He just, he's a, a transfer. He doesn't know anything about her. He doesn't know anything about her personality, her style of, um, of life or, and he, he's intrigued by her. The rest of the school is pretty much dismissed her as just someone that lurks in the shadows and doesn't participate. She excels in everything, but she doesn't give her a sizable contribution so that she's recognized by any of her peers socially. Um, but so Evan's intrigued by her and he wants to know more about her. So I think that because I surround them by high school, the essence of what high school is, the football games, the parties, um, the day-to-day gossip, that keeps them grounded in this real world of what high school is. But the characters themselves are not the normal teenagers. Um, obviously, who not, there's there's not a lot of teenagers that have to endure the norm. The average teenager doesn't have to endure the abuse that Emma has to go through. There are teenagers that do, but that's not the average high school experience. Um, and, and Evan, he travels uh, with his parents. He's, he goes from school to school and he's had to age beyond his years because he's always thrust into these adult situations. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons he recognizes Emma as being different um, there's something about her and any other teenage boy would just have dismissed her as, um, 
suck up or she's just not interested, but he sees more of her um, than she's letting the rest of the world or the rest of her peers see. So I, I let them be the difference than um, what the average high school experience is. And I think that's what draws readers to them is because they're just so intense. <laughs> I guess it's the best Absolutely. way to put it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go for the jugular to, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to make it resonate with people. Um, so Rebecca, let's get, let's get a little, let's find out a little bit about you. Did you, did you read and, and write a lot growing up? I've always read. I've, I, it's so funny because YA was never my particular genre of reading. So when I wrote for it, it was kind of ironic. I was more of a horror fiction, crime novel, um, realistic crimes. Actually, uh, that was my my take on the the world of you know my readership. So I'm a huge Stephen King fan, <laughs> and okay. uh, so it's just it, that was what I wrote. I read growing up and writing. I always had a journal. Um, I was always very imaginative. Um, even as a child, just with, it, with what I, the stories I would create in my head or, or whether I was able to write them down for assignments and such, I was always writing. I never took the chance to write a novel until a couple of years ago, but I've always considered myself a writer. I've always been very expressive, very imaginative. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I, I think that answers the question, what you were like as a teen. I mean, you were submerged in, I mean, you you were submerged in books. Right. No, I was, um, I have, I have a bit of Emma-isms, I suppose, in <laughs> the early part of my teen years. I was quiet and um, not really social, and I, you know, was in advanced placement classes my first couple years in, co- in high school, but then it tends to be the opposite, that the more social I became, Unless my grades were a stellar, <laughs> but yes. I was, you know, so I was, I, but I still was up, you know, in the advanced with English and bio and um, in math classes and such. So I loved school and I totally immersed myself in it. I was the editor of my high school paper. You know, I did some photography for it. So I was, I was kind of, I was able to draw from my experiences, and that's, you know, where my comfort zone was when I created Emma, but giving her a completely different world. Um, so that was, it was me growing up. I was a little bit, um, awkward at first and then I kind of grew into myself as probably most teens do. Absolutely. Um, now do you, you know, we work with like students here at Prepped and Polish and I'm always kind of thinking about them, but you know, do you have any tips for, for A, for students who like to write, but it doesn't come naturally to them? Well, I guess my question is, do you have to be someone who has always was always a writer to become a writer? Or I think can it you learn be, it? I think something it's part of you. You write because it's who you are. It's a okay. it's just a need that you have. It's a story in your head that keeps you know going on and on. And the only way you can get it out either through paper or through acting it out. It's um, it's some sort of art form. Um, so you, it's just a it's a form of expression. So it's an idea I consider an art writing, whether it's your know, painting or acting, it's, it's a way of expressing what's already inside of you. Um, it's, I think it's your essence and whether your, your talent of it, that can be molded, that can be, you know, taken through classes, through, um, just creative writing classes and there's groups and there's, um, just teachers and educators. So taking something that's already there and helping you shape it so that the world can, you know, be a part of it. That's, I think that's how you can 
become a writer. Yeah, I think I really understand. And I love that analogy with the art form because mm-hmm. you don't hear enough of that. Like writing is, is like an art form where you have to feel it from within and you also have to, you know, own your craft and work on it. Exactly. You, yeah, it's not, you just don't write something and put it out there and, and the world takes it and says, this is brilliant. I mean, it would be amazing <laughs> if that happened. Yeah. But there's more rejections than there are acceptances. And, and that's, you know, but that doesn't mean that you should give up. Um, you write it because that's what you need to do. Whether the world accepts it, you can't control that. Um, that's outside. That's, you know, subjective. You, your, what you put on paper, how you create it, what the effort, the time, the love that you put into it is what you have control over. Right, right. And would, do you have any tips for students who love to write and, and want to make a career out of it? Um, the career part, I can't say it's going to exactly pay your bills, um, but it could be something that, you know, in time as you become, your talent grows, um, if it's something that the world is ready for, you can certainly, um, there are so many, almost risk-free in a way, ways of, of exposing your writing um, through independent publishing, uh, through Amazon and Barnes Noble and Apple. <clears throat> you don't have to put any money forward for it. It's it's just you have to have your, your polished manuscript. Um, and so with that being said, write, uh, get critiqued by everybody, uh, especially, you know, if you have a English teachers or some, you know, peers that you respect, um, get opinions, uh, help create it and make it better. And then edit it some more <laughs> because there's never enough <laughs> editing. Um and you know have it professionally edited, and then you can you can you can create a story and that that you can let the world read and see what happens. And once you put it out there, it's either going to rise to the top, uh, or it's just going to just be out there. So there's you just have to have that confidence and just keep persevering. Yeah, and that I think that transcends to a lot of careers. Mm-hmm. It does. So, it does. So Rebecca, what do you what do you do on your off time when you don't write? Uh, I'm a huge music fan, so I go to concerts <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so okay. I will travel to concerts. Um, I went to Austin this year to Austin City Limits. I think I'm going to go to Coachella next year. So I am, and I usually go to at least like two or three concerts a month. Um, wow. I'm just a huge, yeah, I'm a huge music fan. So it's a great way, and, and it's also another art for me. I, I'm such a huge fan of lyrics and um just listening to the music and what is being said, the poetry behind the words, and it's just I'm I'm in awe of art, of the musicians as much as I'm I'm a writer myself. It's just a completely different realm, so I love it. So are we going to be hearing uh, Rebecca Donovan, the singer, after your writing? <laughs> no, you do not want me to sing. <laughs> I want to do that. Okay. Um, no, it, I but I would um, I would like to get to to know that world a little bit more. Um, so one of the projects that I'm working on in in the future, and I'm still at the very, very beginning stages of it, is bringing awareness to um, child abuse. And part of that is perhaps find, creating my own foundation um, to do so. And with that, I would love to bring musicians on board and have benefit concerts and wow. melding my two worlds and doing all that to, to um, bring awareness and to do what I love and have that be a part of raising that awareness and raising the money for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I noticed on your website, you have um, 
we have a link to the Child Help USA and National Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, and they seem to, these two organizations, they're obviously important to you. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's writing such a serious topic of child abuse. Um, I think you're just a responsibility I, I felt I needed to share with anyone that's in that situation that if, you know, they are able to connect with the story and because it's something that they're going through or know someone they're going through, um, and they are going to explore my site, I want them to, to know that these organizations exist, that there's help, that they're not alone in, in any of this, so that there's someone out there that can guide them. Um, and so they're, you know, nationally recognized organizations, and I just wanted to make sure that they have the information there. And they're, you know, they're involved in the story, the Emma story. Awesome. Um, so when will your... Um third installment of the breathing series come out. I know you have two that came out. The, uh, the first one is reason to breathe. The second installment is, what is it? Barely breathing. Oh, barely breathing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of breath. Yep. Out, out of breath. Yeah. Yep. Out of breath. Yeah. In June. So out I, June. okay. Yep. So I just got, um, signed by Amazon publishing and they will be re-releasing both, Reason to breathe and barely breathing in the in the spring, and launching their the new out of breath, which no one will have read before then, um, in June. So it's just a new process where they take what I've written and they just go through and they do their. As I said, there's never enough editing, so they're going to go through their you know editing process with those two books that have already released, and resubmit them. And they're going to because it's publishing, I'll be in print form more than I am now. Right now, I'm most of my sales in distribution has been through um, ebooks. So it's been, you know, that's insane considering I'm a bestseller, but it's all been electronic. <laughs> and knowing that the the print version hasn't even been really released yet. So I can only imagine that it's going to get that much better um, and have that much, you know, broader release into the world. And I also have been signed with other international um, publishers in different countries, in the UK and Russia and Hungary and Brazil. So it's going to be worldwide pretty soon. It's pretty exciting. And, you know, I mean, I, since 2011, you've put out three books. So I, I just can't imagine what it, you know, how many books you're going to have put out in about five years. So I think you're going to wrap. I'm a slow writer. <laughs> in comparison to my fellow authors, I'm putting two or three books out a year, and I tend to be putting one out a year, one a year. So that's a little slow in the in the perspective of the writing world. Um, I'm hoping that 2013, now that I'm a full-time author, before I've had to divide my time with a full-time job and writing. So this year, it's been I've been grateful to be having be able to just concentrate on being an author and writing. So 2013, I'm hoping to put a couple books out instead of just the one and um, continue on that avenue of, of, you know, creating more for my audience. Well, that is incredible. And uh, we are all supporting you and and we're big fans. So um, thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for coming on today. It was my pleasure. Well, this wraps up our show today with Rebecca Donovan of the Successful Breathing Series. Please visit RebeccaDonovan.com to learn more about Rebecca's writing and books. I also highly recommend checking out Rebecca's blog, um, which can be found on her site. And join her Facebook fan page to get updates on her on her work. You can purchase all of Rebecca's books by going on her website or on Amazon. Thank you for joining us on the Crept and Polish Radio Show.